to the Eplorbus Cast. I'm your host, Sophia Nelson. Today is Friday, April 10th, 2020. Happy Good Friday. This week is Holy Week, the week leading up to Easter Sunday. For Christians all around the globe, this is a sacred spiritual time. Perhaps now, more than ever, as we are in the midst of a global pandemic that has ravaged Italy, Spain, France, Germany, China, South Korea, parts of Africa, Latin America, Canada, the UK, and indeed, most of all, the United States of America. This week alone, the United States has lost over 14,000 of our fellow Americans, with more than 370,000 citizens infected. In that spirit, this week, we have a special daily segment titled, Pastors, Politicos, and Pundits. All week, we have been having some courageous, compassionate, and character-building conversations about how this virus is changing our politics, our faith, our connections, and our families. Because when all is said and done, we are all in this together. My guest today is special to me because he is my pastor at Community Church of Ashburn, located in Loudoun County, Virginia. Dr. Charlie Whitlow is a graduate of Liberty University, He got his MDiv from Regents University and received his PhD from Fuller Theological Seminary. He is the lead pastor at Community Church of Ashburn, along with his wife and co-pastor, Jill Whitlow. He is the father of four children, one daughter and three sons. He is a native of Loudoun County, where his parents founded Community Church over 35 years ago. After serving as the youth pastor for years, Dr. Whitlow became the lead pastor in 2010, along with his wife. Pastor Charlie, welcome to the Eplorbus cast. Sophia, it's good to be with you. It's good to hear your voice. Yours too. We've missed you uh, at church in the building on Sunday, but you have been doing a fabulous job, if I must say so, on the uh, web with your fear series, Poor Parts, Powerful. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, but um, how are you guys all doing, your family? We are, you know what, we're trying to keep our, can I get real? We're you can get real, our... absolutely real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you've got four kids and they're all locked up and we're all cooped up, Yeah. Um, we're keeping our sanity. It was probably uh, three weeks ago now. Yeah. And I really had to put my foot down with, you know, my own kids, even with them wanting to have one friend over who we knew who was right. quarantining. And finally, I just, you know, after reading and and looking at the what the experts were saying, I just brought my kids in and said, look, guys, we want to be take this seriously. We want to be a part of the solution. And I just we're going to go on quarantine as a family. And even though we were seeing other families, you know, out and about, it was just, and they, you know, having a, having now a 17 year old, but we just had, a, we had her 17th birthday. I know. 14, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, her friends couldn't be here. You know, my heart goes out to just the kids mm-hmm. to think about, you know, senior years, uh, mm-hmm. uh, school years being cut short and, um, and then, as you said at the beginning of the of the broadcast, just how many lives and people that this has touched, our heart just just goes out right now, you know, to everyone. 
Yeah, I uh, I hear you. I have a niece, as you know, who's a senior in high school, graduating uh, in June. We hope college seniors. Uh, you know, you imagine you work. You and I both went to college, and can you imagine you're not walking at your graduation because of a pandemic? Uh, that's hard to swallow. It's a lot. And uh, I wanted to get you on today. I have a lot I want to cover with you. And so let's settle in. And you and I uh, have a great relationship. You're a great pastor. And I'm not just saying that I really mean that. Um, And it's rare that a lot of people don't always get to know their pastor and their uh, co-pastor or first lady well. And I've really counted that a privilege to be able to do that with you and Jill. And um, you guys have been doing a really good job. So let's talk about it. Let's first of all introduce uh, people to who you are and tell us a little bit about the Community Church of Ashburn uh, and uh, you know one of the things I love about the church is how diverse it is and I think the first question I have for you is in an age where you know churches are still pretty segregated we've talked about this how is it that you built such a diverse congregation at Community Church of Ashburn? Well first of all Sophia I- I'm standing on incredible shoulders. There's no way that when you say how you how you built this, my dad uh, came to what was Sterling Park. This was this was 35 years ago. Loudoun County had 80,000. Imagine this, 80,000. It was a different county, 80,000 residents, and went door to door in Sterling Park and just knocked on doors and introduced himself. I was eight years old. Uh, there were I had three siblings, um, and my dad just started in Rolling Ridge Elementary School. Um, there were thirty, about thirty-five people that first Sunday, and we met in every school in Loudoun County. We met in schools in Fairfax. In fact, one time we had nowhere to meet. It was during the summertime, and my dad, being just an entrepreneurial. Uh, creative uh, pastor found a, a circus tent and wow. set it up in a field and we have pictures of it. It was a blast going to church as a kid <laughs> in a big circus tent. Um, but the people would come and they would unload the sound system and set up children's church. Imagine imagine taking your kids to a, a, a children's church experience under a tent. And uh, But we had workers and very small inconspicuous and I always hear my dad say you know one day we're going to have a church of our own on round seven and he might he might as well have been talking about you know going to the moon there was no way you know our little church but he just said and I've often thought about this that he says sometimes success is just showing up every day that's good and, and not quitting and that's what he did for 25 years of just slowly caring for people, loving people in our county. Uh, he's really a legend, my mom and dad. And so anyway, and 25 years later, sure enough, we had a piece of land that was a miracle that the church uh, purchased and we built a building. And that campus is there today, a 45 acre campus, 110,000 square foot building. We have the largest uh Christian private school in the entire area it goes from preschool all the way to 12th grade, which is an amazing story right there in, in, a, in and of itself, how our school mm-hmm. within two days uh, went online and 
all our classes are still going. Kids are in in, in Zoom classrooms and yeah. And um, so the ministry just grown. Like you said, it was ten years ago that the elders, um, after serving my dad for for so long, installed Jill and myself. And praise God, we we've just seen nothing but the church keep growing and and. I feel very blessed that we do have a congregation and it's one of the, it's something that I hear over and over, uh, the diversity. Um, and I don't think it's just, just race. I think it's politics. I think in every way it's, it's even in football. I'll look out and I, I even see cowboy jerseys in my Yeah, race we know church. that. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing audience because uh, I'm the cowboy fan and he's the Redskin fan. <laughs> I joke around. I say the new people who come to our church, if you're a Redskin fan, you get automatic membership. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I tell you what, though, on a very serious note, um, really, what do you attribute the ability to keep a diverse church together? Again, in times like this, there has to be something a community church is doing right. If you, you had to put your finger on it, um, what do you really think keeps us all together? I mean, I know I have thoughts, but as our leader, uh, I can say this, that I love that you're bold and you're preaching. Um, you're not afraid to go there. You will tackle issues like race when, when it's warranted. You will speak the truth. You will um, go there. And I think it helps us all to learn and be better. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I, I agree. I um, um just thinking here, you know, in being intentional about diversity, I know that we try to on our stage, on our presentation, on our leadership team, to have uh, diverse voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only just in race, but also with gender. Yep. To have uh, females uh, speaking and on stage, not just. Uh, looking pretty as they are but also mm-hmm. having a, a piece of, of leadership and and uh, we just believe that uh, uh, we don't want to have a church just just that's just um, being led by by how can I say it just by white men um, so and also I uh, I've given myself by no means my expert in this area but to studying really getting in I love history and studying our nation's uh, history when it comes to race Um, there's a lot of things Sophia I have to tell you that I never learned in high school or college Mm -hmm. until I started to dig in and and read for myself about um, just our history the reconstruction area uh, era of our nation the founding Mm -hmm. um, and even also being able to ask uh, my church members, hey, how do I address this issue? I don't know. You know, what, what can I say? Is this sound offensive? Is this right? How do you hear this? And just being able to listen to feedback. Um, I think if a leader is sensitive and open and desires it and listens to the people around him, that he can get a good, uh, that people feel that and will be drawn to that. I think that's so powerful. And um, one of the reasons I'm excited to have you on, you know, I get all kind of guests on here. And 
you know, you get the the high and the mighty and the famous and the political and all that stuff. But to me, one of the exciting things about this week is that I'm talking to pastors and pastors here in Virginia, Maryland, D.C. I've decided to focus on local pastors and because I think you all play a big part in what's happening right now with this virus. You're on the front lines. And um, I love your heart. I love that you're open. I love that you're you're a voracious reader of books. You're always talking about what you read. And I really think, Pastor Charlie, that's the way forward for our country. Uh, the way that we're going to get through this is we have to learn about each other, be open, and also respect each other's differences. Um, you know, I, I kind of hate this place we find ourselves in now where we are uh we can't just disagree we got to kind of destroy each other and Uh. and i think that's awful i think we ought to be able to disagree and say hey you know i don't agree with that and you might not agree with me but we can still go have a cup of coffee and um i think that's so important what do you think about that i mean do you agree that's something we need to learn to do better to disagree agreeably Well, you just you just reminded me something a phrase that i say probably almost every sunday I encourage our church to be a thinking church, obviously, and mm-hmm. and I say out loud that you don't have to you don't have to agree with me. You're welcome here, but I want you to be thinking and at least have reasons mm-hmm. uh, for disagreeing. And you know, I've always wanted our church to have a, a large tent, so to speak, yes, where diverse opinions and um, are are welcome. So I I once had a professor who said, um, and I love this spirit of humility, who said, you know, I'm I'm about 85% of what I teach you. I'm I'm pretty certain I'm right. But uh, I just don't know what 85% that is. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. I'm going to remember that. And he was brilliant. But yet he had this humility that, you know, I, I don't, I don't know it all. And you, you should, you should come to the subject with that understanding. So I, I just want to give people room, that, you know, in our church and when I teach that I don't have it all figured out and there's going to be some places where I miss it. I'm going to give you grace. You give me grace and let's follow the Lord Absolutely. together. You know, a good segue into the next part I want to talk about, which is, as I just mentioned, all of you pastors, all of you, I don't care if it's Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes, Joyce Myers, yourself, others, you're in a very different position right now because of this virus. You can't have people come into the sanctuary. Uh, We're not able to worship in our buildings and our places of worship. Uh, you are on the front lines because more of your parishioners and people in the community will be in financial need, in need of food, in need of help. Uh, two questions. One, what has this been like having to go to a virtual church service, being Easter's coming up on Sunday? And two, tell me about the uh, food bank that we have, Messiah's Market, and our, our partnership, and what's that need been like, and, you know, then we can talk about how people can help. Uh, so, just your thoughts there. Well, it's it's been challenging because Christianity is a, is a, is a touch, um, I like to say a touch sport. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we hug one another, we 
the scripture talks about laying hands on one another and praying for one another and just greeting one another so it it's challenging when 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 all it is is facetiming and calling and and but still how important that is even to facetime and call and still touch and connect with people and so um, it's really been a immediately actually several weeks ago it was it was march 15th i believe it was our first sunday i said look we, we, we just so we can be a part of the answer a part of the solution we we shouldn't come together publicly and um and so we immediately as a team even our school was closing closed our school down was saying you know what's important now and immediately what came to the forefront was well we've got to go online maybe that wasn't important before but now it's critical that the message we have a great message especially during the season we have an incredible message um that can can bring hope and strength to people but secondly is our is our outreach to our community and you know i was i was reading what a state of emergency means you know our governor passed a state of emergency our in Loudoun County was a state of emergency and it said that one of the two big things that a state of emergency did for the government local government was it allowed them to spend money differently you know they had they had set a budget but when you mm-hmm. declare emergency all of a sudden you can shift funds and then secondly which i thought was interesting is they said that it allowed them to move uh, government workers to where they were needed uh, without all the red tape and so forth they just quickly move people and i thought how instructive the church because we're in a we're in a state of of emergency now and so the way we were spending money 3 weeks ago immediately shifted and the way that people were being used now is shifting you know for example we have hundreds of people who come and serve but their service was mainly about being at church and in the building and ministering to people well when that stopped there are still needs out there but it's it's different now um same gospel same good news same bible same singing but how we do it has totally changed um so we're just kind of leaning into it and figuring it out as we go along but like i said the online experience of still bringing people to connect with god and then number 2 is how we are touching our community locally and you mentioned one and you tell me if i'm going too long or if you want to interrupt no uh you're doing great you're doing great and i want to let you talk because i want people to know what we're doing um and i'll set this up for you our our food uh bank which is messiah's market is in partnership with loud hunger relief here in the county and i believe we're the second biggest food bank right yes yes and, and uh, um talk about that a little bit and how that has probably i imagine kicked up enormously given what's happened well you know we like you said loud and hunger relief one of our one of our goals as a church is to is to come into vital partnership with our county and you know sometimes a church can and be doing competing um services and one of our desires and values is is not to so to speak compete uh 
but to come alongside and strengthen and support people who are already doing some great things. So we immediately reached out to um, uh, Loudon Hunger Relief. We, we work together anyway with our Messiah's Market, but specifically during this season, how can we work together? How can we keep volunteers safe? How can we think about this? How can we keep shoppers safe? Um, how can we um, uh, do a better job of, of working together? So we have found that during this season that we are actually uh, taking the food from, from Messiah's Market and, and shifting that over to Loudon Hunger Relief and our support for them uh, during this season is increasing. Um, we are increasing our support to our Title I schools in our area. The team just reached out to me. Just this past week, we helped 53, 53 families um, in Title I schools. One of the families, just a quick story, dad's working two jobs, they've got five kids. Mom, you know, got her hands full at home. Imagine that, because the kids can't go to school. She's at home. COVID hits, he loses both his jobs. They're already in a Title I situation. It's, it's difficult. They reach out to our church and we're able to help them, you know, in season like this. So our partnership with the Title I schools, uh, of course, our Backpack Buddy program, those are the kids that on the weekend, making sure they have food because there's, there's um, thank God that Loudoun County Public Schools has initiated the Monday through Friday, but we're still helping on the weekend program. The Loudoun Abused Women's Shelter, we just got a, it was so neat, they just sent us a video, it was from the director of the Loudoun Abused Judy there, a recording from her home, just thanking our church for the support. You know, when you run a nonprofit, and uh, you know the church is a nonprofit, mm -hmm. and to 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 see another nonprofit giving to your organization, she was just like Pastor Charlie. Thank you. And it, 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 uh, it couldn't be a worse time to be a victim of abuse. Right. It, many of them, their kids are home, and they work, uh, you know, jobs by the hour, and just them maintaining during this season is critical. And so our church partnership with them and of course benevolence helping people with just utilities and all that's this is the time where the church is just shining it, it, it's a time where christians we're not the ones who are and i believe this will fall in my heart it's time for the christians community to, to just shine because we're not the ones that hoard during this time we're the ones who are called by god to be sharing and giving this this would be the time where the church is just just amped up and, and doing the most good and uh, really I believe with all my heart you know there's there's all kind of ask going on right now online I mean just people asking 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 and the church if you're a part of a church it's like the one-stop shop the place that you can go and give with the confidence and trust that you're giving is going to impact actual lives and um, so I'm just loving to see our, our church just, just step forward. And of course, that's locally, but globally, I just had, and rightly so, I had our finance person last week. She called me and said, Pastor Charlie, I'm getting ready to send our, our, our mission support. And I just wanted to double check, are we still doing this? And I'm, I so appreciated her calling me because it is uncertain times. 
Yeah. Um, we're not meeting in our physically. I mean, the only giving that we have now is is, is giving online. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate her asking, but I said, you know what? No, we're we're you still write those checks. So we're helping kids in Tanzania right now, orphan kids in the in the poorest region, the Western Hemisphere, the second poorest region in Honduras. Um, um, life missions in Peru, one of the worst places to be a, 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 alive today and to be a woman in Bukavu, Congo. We have uh, missions there. And so the church is still going. I mean, locally making impact and, and, and globally. So um, just encouraged, encouraged. Well, I tell you um, a couple things. I want to pause here. I'm going to let you wind up and I want you to give us a good word as we wind down this podcast. But a couple things I want to recap. One, uh, to those of you listening, particularly those of you who live in this Northern Virginia region in Loudoun County, even those of you listening around the globe and around the country, uh, if you feel led to support any of these ministries, I'm going to make sure that when we uh, put this uh Uh, podcast live that you're able to know where to connect with community church and support some of our work there Uh, the food bank is critically important right now Uh, the unemployment numbers in Virginia are climbing as they are staggering right now in the country context 10 million people unemployed uh, between the first report um, and the second week in two weeks and during the Great Depression Pastor Charlie in three years 13 million people lost jobs mm. in three years. We've lost 10 million in two weeks. So this is staggering. It's important. I want to say to those listening that I know you're hurting many. You might not have extra. You might not know where your next meal's coming from or whatever. Please don't be afraid to call on these resources. And if you're able to give, as I'm able to give and some others that are, we've been blessed through this. Uh, through the work that we do and some of us have jobs that don't stop because of a situation like this uh, we need to do more and step up and do more so I just wanted to emphasize that and then in this last part Pastor Charlie I want to give you a moment just to do what you do which is bring the good news and and it's Good Friday and I'd like you to talk a little bit about what Good Friday is uh, why it matters and on a day like this, we need a good word. Um, and I'm thinking about all the commercials that you see from the big car makers and the retailers saying, you know, we're in this together and I love it. Um, I'd like you to talk a little bit about togetherness if you can. You can give us a scripture, you can give us a little sermonette in five minutes, whatever you want to do, I'm going to give you the floor to just talk to us about Good Friday and the meaning of, and of unity and what it means to to be in this together. First of all, I love what you said. If, if, not if, most of us are a lot, under the sound of my voice, you're struggling. Uh, these are uncertain times. Uh, I want you to know that you're not alone. You know, often I meet people that say, especially in the Northern Virginia area, they say, I'm living here without family. And what I like to tell them is, you have family, you just don't know it. It's the family of God. And the family of God will come alongside of you, even if it's distant right now. I want you to know that this season could be a season of of turnaround and reconnecting with God and reconnecting with His family. 
we are going to get through this and we are going to come out on the other side and those unemployment numbers look bad right now and quite frankly it doesn't look like it's going to be getting better in just a couple of weeks but in in the near future we're going to rebound and, and, and come through this if there's a way that our church can minister to you our our hope team which is our prayer team you know sometimes you just need somebody full of faith full of the spirit of god um, that you can borrow their faith you might not have a lot of faith right now but i'm telling you there are people who will believe for you and pray with you you can text the word pray to our church number 571-209-5000 just pray 571-209-5000 and one of our hope team members will be in contact with you shortly and we'll pray with you about whatever it is if there's a way that we can help you um, financially with food you just want to reconnect with the family of god you want to find out more whatever that is you can just text the word connect to that same number again the word connect to 571-209-5000 good friday listen for god so loved the world and whoever you are listening right now i want to remind you that god loves you god loves you so much that he gave his one and beloved son that whoever would look to him and receive him will move from a position of perishing in life to a position of renewed strength in life. The scripture said God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. God's not interested in condemning you. But that the world through him, through Christ, might receive fresh strength and renewed hope. So whatever is dead, I want you to remember what Easter's about. Whatever is dead can come alive. Someone might have a uh, a dead situation that looks bleak, looks hopeless, but I'm telling you, in Christ, what has always been does not have to always be in Jesus name. He proves his great love for us. That's what Good Friday is about that he would give his life for us. Paul said if he gave his life for you, how much more will he help you just in everyday life now that he lives? And that's what we celebrate this Sunday. And I would invite you. I wish I could do it in person. Oh, I would love to have you join us uh, for our Easter services. Uh, we're going to be going live at 8 o'clock, 9.30, 11 and 12.30. If you go into those services, you can actually interact with some pastors, receive prayer, and then after that, it's on demand. You can log on, of course, and see those. So um, it's just a good Friday is that time to remember the love of God. Well, I tell you, that's a powerful word. That's a good, good word on a good day. And uh, I'd like to just echo that. Remember, folks, uh, Friday looked like a dark day when all was said and done. It's when Jesus went to the grave, but he got back up again. So remember that. And uh, that's what Easter is all about. Please, 
again, everybody listening, um, and again, I know that uh, when you see me interview people who are uh, local, there'll be a lot of you listening that are here in Northern Virginia. You may not have a church home. You may not know anything about God or this Jesus that everybody talks about on, on Easter. But this is a good word. And uh, check the scriptures for yourself. Download a Bible app. Uh, text those words. Pastor Charlie, where can people, if they want to give, there are people who, again, have means and they want to support. How Thank can they you. give? Um, you can just text the word. They can text the word give. Again, to our church number, 571-209-5000. You know what's so encouraging is that immediately when this happened and as we begin to share what we're doing in the community and how we're helping so many people have now started partnering you know if you can't get out which we can't uh, we can still be a part of the solution and when you you know when you give individually to something you know you do get it does feel good and you get the credit for it when you give through the church jesus gets the credit for that that's his body doing great work and we've got some great partnerships here and so if, if you want to be you want to be a part of something that you can trust, that you know is doing something good, boots on the ground, you can, again, just text the word GIVE to 571-209-5000. All right. Well, I tell you what, this has been time well spent. Um, I am going to have you on again and again, and we'll talk when I can sit down with you and we can have a cup of coffee and look at each other and, and we'll have Pastor Jill join us next time. And uh, when we can all get back to touching Great. again and, and being just connected again. Um, and I thank you and stay well and stay safe. And uh, the kids can now yell. They've been really good. Tell them I said so. <laughs> they have. But now and, I'm uh, worried because yeah, whenever absolutely. it's quiet. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Make sure your house is still there, right? <laughs> Um, all right, guys, uh, this was Pastor Charlie Whitlow of Community Church of Ashburn, my pastor. So uh, he's going to get more time than any of our other guests. And that's because I made it that way. So it's all good. And uh, Pastor Charlie, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. me today. God bless.